Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you, dear listeners. Welcome to Floaters, a podcast about identity and culture mixed in with copious amounts of waffles and the odd tangent in between. I'm your host, Sophia, and I'm coming to you live from Studio Wardrobe, where one of my jackets is just falling in my face constantly. There we are, much better. God, I've had a busy day. I've had such a busy day today, guys. I, um, I've been doing all sorts for my new play, which will be on at the Brighton Fringe 2021 this year. It's going to be in June, so I'll keep you updated if you want to buy tickets. I've run a couple errands, I took my car to the garage, and now I can feel the evening setting in. I'm winding down. I can literally feel all the pressure leaving my head. I don't know if you guys get that when you realise you've been working so intensely like all day and it's just sort of, it's all gone. It's lovely. So I'm just taking that all in. And I love having a car, by the way. It's fucking great. No one one told me how great it is. Um, Although the other day I did have a strange encounter when uh, I was approached by a man while I was parking my car and I was sat in the car and uh, the window was down he seemed a little out of it to put it mildly and I couldn't quite make out what he was saying but uh, one thing led to another and then he tried to put his hand in the car to shake shake mine and I panicked I panicked and I put the window up real quick and he went off it was a it was an experience that did make me feel very vulnerable, I'm going to be honest. And uh, I sat in the car for another five or ten minutes just to make sure he'd gone. And and even when I finished work, I checked the back seat before I drove off at the end of the day just, uh, just to make sure. I mean, it was, it was just weird. It's a weird old start to the day. And um, actually, segue here, my guest today spoke a bit about... Um, safety and freedom as a woman in terms of where she grew up in Mexico. Uh, My guest today is Maria and she also spoke about feeling out of place in her hometown, uh, some notable experiences she's had in American airports and how she goes about creating her space and her home, all the while sat in her house surrounded by lots of beautiful plants. They were just all sat around her and it looked so serene. And that's what I want you to imagine while you listen to this conversation. I want you to imagine Maria sat with loads of lovely plants framing framing her, her screen. And um, yeah, take that with you on this conversation. Right, on with the episode. Where did you grow up? So I grew up in Mexico, a city called Puebla. So it's like in the center, sort of not too far from Mexico City. I lived there until I was like 10 years old. And then that's when I moved to America for only 10 10 months. Mm -hmm. That was enough. That was enough. (laughs) You know, I I didn't know English at all. Really? Yeah. And I didn't go with my mom and dad. um, So I had family living there. And I, as a nine-year-old, I was like, I think I want to stay. And my mom was like, no, she doesn't know what she's talking about. You know, she's a child. And I was like, no, no, I, I want to learn English. And they were like, they were like, you know what? Let her do the test. She's not going to pass. She won't be able to go to school because she doesn't know English. And somehow I think that was destiny. I passed. Oh. And I had no idea. I, basically, I think the only reason why I learned English was because I was sent 
to detention because I was a very naughty kid. <laughs> and I was sent to these rooms. <laughs> no one spoke Spanish. And then I learned English somehow. Well, I mean, you know, that's sometimes <laughs> it's the best way to learn. You've got to learn quickly. You've got to get around yeah, somehow. I learned the tough way. Um, so that, that's, a, <laughs> that's a very quick start. But yeah, America was cool. It was, it was interesting. You know, I felt like that's when I was exposed to life at first. You know, you're nine years old and then all of a sudden you're in a different country, different language. Mm-hmm. Everyone sort of looks different and you're like, what am I doing? <laughs> Why am I here? Why did I choose to do this? Yeah. Well, so what, uh, when you got to America, um, let's, let's continue on and then we can come back. We can come back mm-hmm. and revisit that. So after America, did you go back to Mexico and live with your parents? I went back with my parents um, and I stayed in Mexico until I was 19. I wanted to um, study music and let's just say if you study music in Mexico, you don't, there's not much opportunity. Like it sounds a bit sad, but I just, I just thought, you know what? I want to do these like in a big scale. I want to go somewhere else. I traveled to the UK before I came here. So when I was 15 years old, uh, my mom and dad gave me as a present, a trip to the UK for a month because I had family here as well. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of, I, I just fell in love with the place, to be fair. It was summer, it was just hot. And I was like, oh, this is so nice. <laughs> Obviously, when I came back in the cold, I was like, God damn it. <laughs> I should have thought about this. <laughs> you were like, the rumors were true. The rumors were true. Like, oh, turns out summer and hot weather is just for a month. No. <laughs> <laughs> no um but yes I just I turned 19 and I I was going to uni and I I said to my mom and dad I remember we went to see some universities in Mexico and I already knew I wanted to come to the UK and uh that night I said to my mom and dad like I want to go to the UK I just want to study there and, and I I've looked into these universities and they were like Maria you've you've left us once if you want to do it again you have to do it on your own. Like, we don't want you to go. So if you want to do this, do it yourself. You know, sort your passport, your Spanish passport, do whatever you need to do. And if you make it, then off you go. Mm-hmm. And so I literally, I feel like it was meant to be because I got my passport one day before my flight. Oh my God, that is cutting it fine. <laughs> and I just packed my bags. And I left six years ago. And here I am still after university. <laughs> wow. So where did you go to university in the end? Um, I was going to go to Chester. Uh, I don't know why. I, I basically, I didn't know anything about the UK, right? I traveled before and I quite liked Chester actually. And I just went like, yeah, there's a nice, you know, coffee shop and this and that. So I chose random unis and at the end I stayed in Birmingham. What a shame. <laughs> <laughs> no it was just it was nice it was fun no I mean I hear Birmingham's great I was speaking to 
Hanya Lange, uh, who episode, yes, oh my God, that's, yes, Hanya, and I know their whole family, they've all been on this podcast, Um, we all met in Estonia, but that's a story for another time, Um, but uh, yeah, Hanya is in Birmingham, of course, and and she was like raving about it, and now I'm thinking, do I want to go to Birmingham? But then I don't know if it's that or my obsession with Peaky Blinders that I'm like, you know. I don't think it's that bad. I mean, lots of people say like, oh, how can you live in Birmingham? I'm like, well, it's not so bad. Like, you know, there's some nice places. (laughs) It's quite cool. (laughs) It's not so bad. You should definitely come around. Oh my God. I think I'm going to have to. I really do. I really do. If not just to meet the floaters crew who are all up there, like yourself and Hanya. Hanya, me, you. Exactly. Exactly. That would be awesome. Um, Okay. So now let's take it back. Let's take it back. So when you were in the United States of America, um, obviously you were quite young then. Did you go back and forth? Like, had you been since like you were 10? Like, did you go again? Um, I have been on holiday with my family. Um, I've been back. Uh, in terms of living in the US again, oh god, um, I don't think so. Uh, it's just, I don't know. I, I didn't. I mean, I enjoyed it, but it's just too much for me. I think too much. In, in what in what sense? Um, if you can elaborate on that. So, in terms of. Uh, feel like it's all about consuming and I don't know it kind of reminds me of Mexico but in a different way like I was I really struggled to make friends as well I was really young of course but when I've been back I don't feel very welcomed you know Mm. Um, I'm sorry it's just like I don't know whether I feel like that because of you know what I've heard and you know, all these sort of dilemma that there is between Mexicans and Americans, especially after Donald Trump, to be fair. Mm. Um, when I've been back, and this is really funny, I, I mean, I don't know, it's just my experience, but every time I go into America in the, in the airport, there is a problem, or they put me aside and they ask me lots of questions and I'm like... So last time I went, they were like, how do you know English? And I was like, excuse me. (laughs) Pardon me. (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. They were like, why do you have a British accent? And I was like, well, I I live in the UK. I mean, (laughs) the accent was weird. Um, And then my sister was with me, but she didn't know, well, she doesn't know English because she's never been out of Mexico and, and they were like, just being a bit funny, like, why did I know, but not her? And every time I go, j- just as I land, the airport is just bad. Mm. So, I mean, I'm not sure. Maybe other people don't have that, but I do. Mm. Uh, in fact, my dad always gets pulled aside because there is a guy in America who's like one of the most wanted people and he's got my dad's name. So whenever no. we <laughs> They have to send him to a different room. He's lost lots of flights because of it. Oh God, it's a it's a massive problem. I mean, that is not ideal to put it very, yeah. you know. Oh my and God. I, well, I don't like to generalize. I feel like once you do that, then your point is not very valid. So I can't say 
um, I, I mean, I, I would go back, but it's just like when I've been, before I enter the country, I already feel like there's an issue. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit weird. Like you can uh, already feel the hostility before you get there. Yeah. I, I do have friends from America and I mean, that I've met outside and it's, I mean, it's just weird. Mm. I would never say I've got an issue with them or with anyone just because of their country of origin. Mm. Uh, when I go back, it's, not per- it's probably not my favorite place to, to have to go through. I mean, I'm not surprised if every time you go there, there seems to be some kind of kerfuffle around it. I mean, especially your poor dad. Like, I mean, I can't imagine he goes traveling very often to the States. So my dad literally goes like, you know what, guys, if we're traveling, I'm not going through America. Like, that's just not happening. Um, bless him. No, that's totally fair enough. But I feel like, I do feel like when I live there, those 10 months changed my whole life Mm -hmm. Um, because I was so young. Like I see kids and like, you know, if they're like 10 years old, I'm like, how, how was I alone then? Like, how did my mom and dad, first of all, were like, okay, she's staying. And the fact that I, not that I didn't miss home because I, I did, but I was just so in my own, world like thinking it was completely normal mm. and then uh, I'm like so that kind of made me think um I, I feel like I'm a very independent person I really enjoy my own space I'm, I'm really you know like just special about my my space is everything and that's when I realized that maybe for me floating around is something that I was gonna do for the rest of my life you know, like, I feel like I like doing that. Although the older I get, the harder it gets as well. Mm-hmm. So if, for example, right now, I feel like it's time to move again. Like, I know it. And, and I often think sometimes, like, what do I want to do? Like, what am I doing right now? I, I love my life. I, like, you know, I like the UK, but I feel like it's time to move again. Mm-hmm. But it's just like starting again. If I had to learn a different language as well, it's just a lot. It is a lot. I mean, I understand that completely. I think because f- for me, the longer I leave a move, the the harder it gets. Like the like whether that's now it's even just like moving house or actually no, I'm still pretty good at moving house. But like I feel the longer I leave the traveling, the the more anxious I get about it as well. And even things like flying, I still get anxious about, or I get more anxious about it the, the less I do it. Um, but um, I wonder as well, what do your, because did you, you, you said your, your sister doesn't really, or hasn't really left Mexico much. And, and uh, I wonder what your family make of your, your want for traveling. Um, have you spoken to them about floating somewhere else? I have, and, and I think my mom for years, she kept asking me, like, when are you coming back? Or, you know, and now I think they, they know this, like, that I'm going to, you know, I often think I'd like to go to Spain or Italy, I don't know. Mm. And, and they kind of, my mom stopped asking me if I'm going back home to Mexico because she kind of knows I'm, I might go somewhere else. Mm. Uh, and I think they, they like that. It's, 
you know, the first few years, every time I used to go um, to Mexico and back, it was like my mom would be really sad and myself. And just having to, like, I don't really like airports. Like, to me, that's a sad place. Mm. That's interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But that was because it was just like, I used to have to say goodbye and then not knowing when I was going to be back. Whereas now, we don't cry as much. (laughs) It's just like, oh, bye. It's it's kind of normal, but still, it's a bit sad. Mm. Yeah. I just don't know when am I going to go back. It's kind of like... One day I just decide I'm going to Mexico and it's kind of like once a year as well. So it's not very often. Mm. Journey. Yeah. Um, pretty much everyone in my family, I've got a really big family as well. <laughs> so from my dad's side, I've got 19 cousins. Oh, wow. That is a lot. We're, we're a massive family and all of my cousins have lived abroad. Uh, most of them, here in the UK, because I've got one of my, um, my aunt that was living in America. She then moved from America to England and she's oh. still here at the moment. So that's why I, it was easy for me to come back because I stayed with her and it felt like family. Mm. Um, but yeah, mainly everyone in my family like has been abroad. Uh, but my little sister who was here in the UK, but then COVID happened and she stayed in the house for six months, not being able to do anything. So oh, we know. Yeah, I know, bless her. Oh my gosh. I mean, so how has like COVID been for you? I mean, obviously it's been, you know, tricky for everyone for lots of different reasons, but I mean, have you, I can't imagine you've been able to go and see your family at all in Mexico. It was quite, um, I think, you know what, before COVID, I was confused and lost. But when the pandemic happened, all of a sudden I was like, what? Like all of my emotions, anxiety was all over the place. I feel right now like I found myself just because back then I was so lost. Like to me, it was like not even real. Um, I was living with my aunt. Uh, she... Uh, because she knows lots of people because she's traveled so much. She's guardian of, you know, when people go to boarding schools and then you have like a guardian that you can go to wherever you travel. So she was the guardian of, I think, three kids, Mexican kids who were in, I don't know, ones were in Scotland and the other ones were somewhere in the UK. So when the pandemic happened, um, these kids took too long to leave and they were stranded in the UK. So the boarding schools kind of got in touch with my aunt and said, you know what, well, the kids are here, like what, what's going to happen? So they came to my house to stay with us. So I was living in a house with eight people. Oh, wow. Four of these girls were in my room. So at first it was just me and my sister. And then I had, um, sorry, two more girls. Uh, I felt just like, you know, like I was just like, oh my God, I, I feel very, what? what? Like everyone was just like on top of me. I was like, I need air. Mm. So that was really tricky because then I had to fly to Mexico and bring all these kids with me. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Once the, the borders opened, because this was in May, mm. obviously all the kids wanted to go and see their family. They were really young. All of them were like under 16. So they were just like dying to see their family. 
I had my sister who was like really depressed and I was like, well, I'm, I'm going to Mexico, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to take them. And my aunt was like, well, Maria, off you go, take the kids and make it back home. And so I had to fly back with like underage, you know, kids. And I was just like, well, I'll just honestly pray everything goes well. <laughs> so I went back to Mexico and I stayed for three months, which is the longest I've been ever since I left the first time. Mm -hmm. It was really tricky. I mean, just, yeah. How did you find it? I mean, had it changed a lot? Like where your parents live? Had that Absolutely. changed a lot? Yeah. Yeah. It, it was really bizarre. I, I remember um, not being sure. I, I literally left uh, with my bag, not even luggage. So I left everything I own here. I went to Mexico um, and then it was really, I feel like because I wasn't quite well, in terms of like how I felt like I was really anxious and just like, you know, thinking about everything that was wrong. And then I got home and, and I saw that, for example, like my sisters, you know, they, they have a life, they've got their friends and, and, you know, I, w I felt a bit out of place because mm. Everyone had a routine, like my sisters were with their boyfriends, my mom was doing her stuff, my dad was working, and I was just there like sat on the sofa thinking, what, what do I do? <laughs> you can't do anything also. You can't see your friends. So I felt really out of place. And this is the feeling that I had before. Like when I used to go home, I used to feel like, oh, you know, nothing is like it was before. Uh, I realized that every time I went, I felt like, not that I didn't belong, but I just felt like, you know, everything moves on. And, and I, all of a sudden, I feel like a foreigner in my own country. Mm. Um, I think it's because I left in a very important stage of, in life. You know, like all of my friends went to different universities. They all had new friends who, you know, they knew. Obviously, I don't know any of them. So when I go back and I see them, first of all, my, my group of friends is very small right now <laughs> in back home. Um, but yeah, when I go back, one time my mom said something that I feel like, I mean, she, yeah, she's in the right. She said, you can't be that um, greedy because you decided to go. It was your decision to leave and you carried on with your life. So like everyone else, you know, you're going to come back and you can't expect things to be the same because mm. they're not, they're clearly not. Everyone's going to move on and you're going to have to, you know, be okay with the fact that you chose to go. You have to understand that once you come back, everything's going to be different. Hmm. Do you know that, what I mean? That's totally relatable. Yeah. I mean, I think that's when the nostalgia kicks in because, um, mm someone else who was on the podcast uh, a little while ago, um, she mentioned that, you know, is your, like, you start to question, is your identity the past of a city? Like, like if it's frozen in time, like, is that, is that part of your identity rather than like um, what it is now? Cause it just moves on, it moves on and it's unrecognizable to like your child eyes or like your younger eyes. It's just, it's completely gone. Um, yeah. so I totally, I totally get that. And then like feeling like a foreigner in a place that you've, you've spent a bit of your life in, um, which 
is crazy. But then, yeah, that's just like another chapter that like, it's part of a grieving process, I guess, as well, of having to sort of say goodbye to it and just accept that it's something that has to be left and you can't return to it. But especially if your 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 friends and your family are still very much rooted there, I imagine it must be quite um, uh, quite strange then to sort of try and slide in <laughs> slide into their lives. I was going to say, but I feel like that sounds like slide into their DMs as well. That's the only way I use that now. But like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, you try and fit back in, and um, I mean, it must be quite tough to hear your mum say that as well. Um, for her to yeah say that to you, I think probably I was like. Because I kept saying it, um, like for example, I remember when I left, my city looked like you know, like when I go back, it, everything is so different. The city looks so different. They've built massive like buildings and like I, I don't even know how to drive in my own city. Like let's just put it that way, it's changed so much that I don't even know how to go from one place to the other, and. When I go back, I want to go to the places I used to go with my friends and do the same things that I used to do. And clearly that's not going to happen because these places are not open. My friends have different lives. They have friends that I don't know who they are. So I kept saying to my mom, like, oh, I just wish this was like that. I wish and then she was like, well, enough, <laughs> basically. Mm. That's it. Um, and I feel like now... Like, I understand it. And I like going back home and sort of just observing how every, everything kind of changed. But at the same time, it doesn't. Mm. Like, it's very interesting to me. Um, it's just funny, like, say if I go to a reunion or a party when we cook <laughs> and people's like, oh, so where are you from? And I'm like, I'm from here. I'm from this city. What do you mean? Like I, or you know what, something that's very funny, like for example, every time I go back, when I see people that I know, the first thing they'll say is, oh my God, when did you get here? Like, when did you get here? When, when are you, when do you go back? And straight away, I'm feeling like, oh, you know, like straight away is like, when do you leave? When did you get here? So it makes me feel like I'm clearly not there. And it's just like, you know, sometimes it's like they can say like, oh, it's nice to see you again. But most of the time they'll greet me with a, oh my God, when did you get back? Or when are you going back home? How long are you staying for? So that makes me feel like that's clearly not home anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You feel like more of a guest yeah definitely that's the word yeah mm. and how do you feel now about like uh, about living in Birmingham and do you find yourself like do you know the streets a lot better now like do you know your way around are you more familiar with Birmingham say than than your hometown yeah absolutely like first of all in Mexico um it's not very safe to walk about like, like if I had to go to the shop say it's like 10 minute walk I'd still go in a car because it's not safe to walk about or just, you know. So um, here in Birmingham, I've had to walk. I, I'm not very good with directions, so I often get lost. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I, feel, I know my, like, this is, sometimes I even think, like, how is it? Like, how do I know Birmingham better than I know my own city? Mm. Like, I don't know how, but I just do. 
you know, I get lost very often. I mean, do you know, going back to what you said earlier about being confused, like my sisters always joke that like, if they're trying to meet up, meet up with me, they just have to look for someone who's tall and confused. (laughs) And that's, that's me. Like literally, like you're describing my life right now. (laughs) I'm always confused. Like, honestly, that's just my mood. But do you ever get that? Like where you're walking somewhere and you're like, I recognize this place. And you're like, I got lost here once. Oh my God, yes. In fact, my favourite street in town, I can't even remember the name, but it's just outside York's Cafe by the train station. Mm-hmm. I remember one time I was, this was, must have been like my first week in the UK or the second. And I was meant to go to, to my college and somehow I ended up in that street. And I was like, I'm pretty sure this is nowhere near from where I should be. Like, this is just not where I should be, but it just looks so amazing. Like it was so pretty. And I was like, oh, this street is just beautiful. I'm, I'm so glad I'm lost. <laughs> like, this is amazing. And every time I go back, I feel like that's the place where I got lost the first time, but also it's a place where I find myself. Like if I feel sad, if I need a break, I always go to York's cafe. And I sit down on my own and I have like a double espresso or whatever. And it's just a place for me to heal, I feel. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I always go there. But I think the street actually like means so much to me. I don't know why. I feel like I lost myself and then I found myself (laughs) in in that street. (laughs) I'm being so cringe right now <laughs> no 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 I mean let it happen I mean I guess yeah places like that they appear when you need them the most and it might not even be like sometimes a conventional quote-unquote kind of place but like that means something to you like you know I could say the same for like what was it uh, well there's a shopping center I don't know how much you know London but there's um in uh, south London there was a shopping center called Elephant Castle Shopping Center it is not the prettiest building or was not the prettiest building in the world. Far from it. If, if you're listening, Google it. It really wasn't nice. But like there are so many memories in that place of like, because I went to university around there. So I remember going there and getting, you know, a, a, a greasy breakfast in the morning with my friends when we were hungover or going there to do sh- some shopping or um, even going bowling there was a bowling alley in there it was really fun and then um and then I think it was this year or just at the end of last year they they actually bulldozed the whole thing down because the whole place is going through gentrification and while it wasn't the prettiest building I did sort of I felt really sad about it because it holds so many memories and 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 also like I I was thinking about all the businesses that were there and I didn't know what they were all going to do and um but yeah, so I felt sad for, for something like that. Like that's a part of my, I suppose that, that goes back to what we were saying, like the changing landscape. It's just yeah. like that, that part of my life or that mem- all those memories are gone, that there's no physical material representation of, of any of that anymore. But um, I, I guess I sort of manifest that now also in the things that I have. Like you br- briefly mentioned it earlier about like making a home for yourself. Like, would you, how do you go about doing that these days? So you know what, um, now I moved uh, houses a month and a half ago, just to Selly Oak. I don't know if you know Birmingham, but Selly Oak is where all the students live. It's not great, but it's fun. Um, and I moved here with 
one of my cousins and another girl. And it's the first time I've lived like on my own, like without my uncle and aunt and, you know, my parents. And I just cannot tell you how happy I am. Like, I feel like nothing bad can happen in this space. And I moved without having anything. I didn't have anything but clothes and lots of plants. Like, <laughs> 30, more than 30 plants, like, you can see, but I do like plants a lot. And I don't need anything else. I feel like that's all I need, like, my plants, just, you know, maybe tea. <laughs> <laughs> There's this space where I can go and just think, you know, like relax, not have anyone like in the back. I often like, again, I'm really confused at this point in life. And it's really funny that we're having this conversation just now because I've been trying to make up my mind and think like, am I happy? Like, what do I want now? Like, I like the UK because I feel free. Because I know that sometimes I really want to go back to Mexico because I feel like I've been away from my mom and dad for such a long time. And it's always been very easy for me to just say goodbye. I'm quite cold in that way. Um, not that I don't feel sad and, and I, I miss them so much. I have a really good relationship with both of them. And my sisters, like since I moved out, I feel like that kind of brought us like closer Mm -hmm. uh, and I often think like one day I'm going to regret it because, you know, when I see my mum and dad now, I can tell they're getting a bit older. Um, and I just wonder like, am I doing things right? Like, is it worth it being that far away? But then mm -hmm. I go home to Mexico and it's just, I don't feel safe at all. Mm -hmm. it's not, especially being a woman, it's just like, I can't take a taxi on my own. If I go out with my friends, my dad has to go and pick me up at 3 a.m. in the morning. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just not safe. And also I hear my female friends and my sister and my dad like saying like, it's just not great at the moment. Like we're happy for you to be kind of out. Mm. Not, I mean, it's really complicated um, because for me, I feel like being free is something that I, can't give up like it's just the most important thing for me mm. so that's what's keeping me here in the UK the fact that I can be independent and free I mean bad stuff can happen anywhere mm. but I genuinely feel really I don't know just I can't go anywhere and, and I know that nothing bad's gonna happen mm. yeah. whereas it's maybe not the same I guess, yeah, the scale of the problem perhaps is greater in, in Mexico at the moment, especially in terms of violence towards women. Um, and I can totally understand where you're coming from in terms of like, you, yeah, you want your freedom and be able to do the just the basic tasks without um, a threat to your, to your life or your well-being. Um, and, uh, and it's, it, I mean, not to say that like, I mean, I, I was going to dig myself into a hole for a second, but no, let's just keep going. Moving forward, Sophia, moving forward, always. Um, but uh, but still, I mean, I suppose where you where you move to next or your next sort of journey, I mean, would that have something to do with the with your music, or would that have something to do with or just how you feel and and where you feel the mood takes you? Well, I I actually recently started my first business. 
this was when I was in Mexico, actually, a couple of months ago, well, last year, actually. Um, and it's like I designed these propagation plates that you can just like put on top of any glass or vase and then you grow plants from them. It's just basically like a support. Um, I'll, I'll give you the link. Uh, I think it's at the fluorescent shop um, on Instagram. But, well, I started my business of propagation plates in Mexico, brought it to the UK, and they're doing so well. So I often think, like, I want to go somewhere where I can... I don't know, I don't know, that's what... It holds me back because I feel like I want to stay here because it's doing well. But then what if it does better in, I don't know, Spain, and I can have my own little studio where I do them? Mm -hmm. um, but I often try to think, like, you know what I always say, I'm going to, someone's going to ignite me, and, and then I'm just going to get a sign that's going to tell me where to go next, because I feel like that's how it's been with me. Mm -hmm. But maybe I don't want to have to wait all the time. So what, what makes you think, for example, you, that you've been in so many places, what for you is the most, most important thing? when you like for when I move you mean yeah like or what is something that you look for in a city in order to be happy well oh that is the question of all questions I yeah. guess I, need I, to know. <laughs> I mean I've narrowed it down now to cities there are a lot yeah. of them but like I'm definitely a city person I don't think mm -hmm. I'm a very I, I can survive in the countryside it's fine I'm all for walking and I can drive now so the countryside is easier <laughs> But um, I'm definitely a city person. And I did think, you know, there was a time in my life where I thought just London was it. I was just going to live in London my whole life. But now, again, with another conversation I had with someone else for the podcast, she questioned that and she said, why not just move forward? There are other cities, there are other opportunities. So I guess it's what the city has to offer. And for me, that's like my, I'm, I'm sort of, I feel like I'm, a, I'm quite creative and I like theatre mm -hmm. and I like writing. So I'd want to go somewhere where, where that place could nurture that part of my, uh, my identity and um, where there are people and different kinds of people all the time. Like that's really important to me as well. I need to be around different yeah. kinds of people. I mean, I here I see the same people every single day, every single day. I don't have anything new to tell them because it's, I saw them yesterday. Nothing's happened. I mean, I, so that's, yeah, that drives me insane sometimes, but um, that's what I look for. Like what can the city give to me and what can I receive from it? I guess, if that answers your question. Um, but I, 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 in terms of moving abroad, I haven't really thought much about that recently. I mean, I think about it hypothetically, but I guess because of COVID and things, I'm trying not to think too much about it because I don't want something to happen and for it all to go like tits up and then I'll be in the shit and I won't know what to do. And um, But then that's where the anxiety hits. So we should stop that spiral right now. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to, um, before I moved to this house, I wanted to go to London just because I thought, you know what, in terms of music, I think that's where, it, that's where I should be. Although mm. that's a lie, because, you know, you can do it anywhere. You, you can make it wherever you are. It's just, it's all based, it's all on you. You just have mm. to work for it and it'll happen. But I really wanted to go to London. It's just that I don't know if I'll be able to cope with that many people. Yeah, I, I understand what you mean. I mean, but I'd argue that, like, not that I've been to Birmingham either, but... <laughs> 
<laughs> but it's quite a big city. I think it's like the second biggest city yeah. in the UK. So like you're almost there. That's the thing though. If I'm in Birmingham and I'm thinking, oh God, there's too many of us. So if I go to London, what, when I've been to London, I remember this one time, there so many people. I was in Euston train station, of course. I've never seen so many people in my life. I was like, right. I just felt like this is it. It feels like a war to me. And whenever I go back, I know I'm not going to have a car because I can't even, I can't even drive. And then second, I'm going to have to move in the train. And I feel like it's going to be exciting or it would be exciting if I decide to do it, but it's just too crowded. And I'm, I'm petrified of massive crowds. Oh, okay. Well, I guess that experience in Euston Station was definitely not for you. <laughs> Why is this happening? And then obviously the platform comes up and you see all these people running like little ants and I'm like, oh my God, what is this? <laughs> it's funny, but... Yeah, I mean, the Brits and public transport anyway are just, it's, it's madness, absolute madness. Yeah. No, I, I now walk very fast. When I... When I first came here, my cousin was like, Maria, you walk so slow. And I'm like, mate, I'm not used to walking this much. You know, like, I, you know, we just we drive. And she was like, no, no, but you walk excessively slow. And now, yeah, I walk really fast. Now I'm just that one that goes, like, pass super quick next to you. <laughs> you just have to. It's a British thing, I think, maybe. So I, I was going to ask as well, other than your business and... Um, your music and everything I mean and now we've discussed your moving like what do you feel is next for you do you have um like what do you see for yourself on the horizon actually that could be in terms of like business or or your music or whatever like what do you feel is next for you so well um I, I turned 25 last week <gasps> happy birthday thank you very much um I feel like this is really silly, but I do feel like I've woken up, kind of. Um, I'm much more sure of myself, which is something that, I don't know, um, I feel like that's going to sort of drive me to my next stage in life. Um, I feel like I know who I am right now, you know, a bit more. Um, and I would love to be able to um, carry on with my business. I'm, I'm going to start actually like a ceramic a course or something which is like a I don't know I think it's 10 week thing and I would love to open up my own space or a plant shop oh my god see if I had a plant shop in London that I would just be the happiest I think <laughs> I just need to be surrounded by nature uh, possibly in my own plant shop in London I have to work really hard for it because um I'm a bit of a workaholic. I know that if I sit in this sofa for days, nothing's going to happen. And I, I've been doing it for a long time. But I need to work really hard to get my plant shop. I'm obviously going to invite you to it once I do it. Oh, that, that's, not either. <laughs> that's my only goal at the moment. I feel like... I don't, know, I don't want to talk too much about it because obviously it might not happen, but... That's what I want in life, a plant shop. And then possibly in London, I think that would go well with it. 
Well, there are some lovely plant shops in London and there are loads actually in, uh, I don't know if you've been to Hackney before, um, yeah. but uh, there are lovely flower shops and plant shops around Hackney. I mean, it's totally hipster, um, but it's wonderful. It's wonderful. We love the hipsters. I might even be one. Um, but um, Reminded me that I was actually like, when COVID happened, I started a plant biology uh, degree online which I have not finished, but I need to do that. That That's another thing that I really want to get to. Finish my online degree that I've left for six months now. <laughs> and then open a plant shop. Uh, well, I'm sure all these things and so much more are going to come to you. I mean, um, uh, while we're here as well, is there anything at all that you'd like to plug or promote? Um, definitely, if you're into plants, have a look at my business. Uh the Instagram is for sure at the fluorescence shop. And as I said, it's this um, accessory that allows you to propagate plants in water. So it's like a hydroponic water culture um, sort of system. It's really interesting. If you feel like you want more plants in your house, but you don't have space, you can get some cuttings. Perfect. Go forward. Honestly, plants are great for you, my darling. Do you have any plants at home? I do, I do. Um, three of them are alive. One of them is not. But, you know, hopefully she's going to grow again. That's the plan. That's the plan anyway. Well, you know what? If we meet, I'll give you a plant. I'll give you any plants. Oh, my God. Avocados are my... Oh, my God. I've got more than 100 avocados in my house. And it's not even a joke. More than 100? Yeah, I just have a box, a massive box, where I germinate them. Because actually, um, York's Cafe, um, we were doing this thing where, this was before COVID, obviously, they were giving me all the seeds from the avocados they use in the kitchen, and instead of throwing them in the bin, they'd give me the seeds, I'd clean them, and I'd make them into little trees. Oh! So every Monday, I used to go and pick up, like, 60 seeds. Obviously, I was like, guys, you know what? You need to stop because I don't have any more space. And I just have so many avocados at home. They're just in a little, like, box, all germinating, massive rules. I have to keep cutting them. But I thought you were going to say, like, you know, the avocados in this country were just not up to scratch, so you had to start growing your own or something. Just, it makes me a weird person. Like, imagine 100 avocados. They're great, in fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna share a tutorial with you so you can do it and grow your own first. Oh, first. That, I'll definitely have to do that for That's sure. Um, activity if you're feeling like stressed or anything, start growing your own avocado. Oh, it's been I. You know what? I really love talking to you because I feel like sometimes you just need to let these things out. Like now that I've talked to you about this, it's made me think. First, I need to call my mom. <laughs> Second, I could finish my my degree that I've left in the box for a long time. It's just nice to have someone that you know, like I feel like you understand me. I understand. I don't know much about you. I'd love to, but it's nice because I feel like you've you've been there. You've been confused, and it's okay. Oh, it's totally okay. I'm still confused, and it's fine. I mean, like you've grown, like living in different places have made you like a. I don't know, like. Yes. Into like a 
I think so, but only in hindsight. I I think that, like at the time, I just I didn't even have time to think about it. It was just so normal. But now I feel a bit more like I've grown. And actually, the funny thing is, sitting in stillness for the past year, I think I've grown a lot. I've become a lot more secure in myself, and I've decided as well just small things for myself. Like I'm not going to. Um, I'm not going to like dim my my personality as much as I used to because I used to do it a lot because I wasn't quite sure who I was. But now I'm feeling like a bit more freer, a bit more like even in my clothing these days or like I just yeah. I wear more color and I wear more prints and I wear and I'm just a bit more and I enjoy it. I love it. And other people are a bit like, mm, are we sure about that? I mean, I'm obviously not doing a good job right now. This is just a little white jumper, but like, you know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. yeah, I think in hindsight, it's all helped. Um, yeah, no, for sure. I, I get that as well. And just maybe for you, like, you know, when you lived in all these countries, like seeing different people, different cultures, different ways of, you know, education, everything sort of makes a huge difference. So I feel like you learn a lot from, you know, just observing. I mm. like to observe people and I feel like, like what you said, like this last year that we've been kind of, you know, locked. I haven't been able to see as many people, but I've seen myself and, and I've just kind of like, as you said, I understand myself a bit more. I'm a lot more gentle with myself, with my feelings, with, you know, sometimes we have bad days and sometimes we have good days and you just have to allow it and just you know, go with it. I am all for Maria's vibe. So infectious, just totally cool. Love it. Love it. Her business, if you didn't catch it, it's called The Fluorescence Shop. It's on Instagram. And if you're unable to find it, don't worry. I got you. It's in the description. So go check that out. If you've accessed today's podcast via our link tree, also in the description, you may have noticed a few other links there. Firstly, there's the Calsa Aid, which is an international not-for-profit humanitarian organisation currently raising funds for the COVID relief in India. There's also a link for Islamic Relief, which is an NGO that provides humanitarian relief across the world, and they're currently raising emergency funds for Palestine. It's really easy to donate to both of these causes. And if you can't afford it right now, that's totally fine. You know, just tell a friend, family member. You never know that information may reach someone who can donate. So please check those out in the link tree. As always, please like, rate, review, comment and subscribe. And wherever you listen, make sure to give this podcast a thumbs up or five stars, if you please. And if you want to keep up to date with all things Floaters, give us a follow on Instagram at floaters underscore podcast. There's nothing left to say today, guys, other than thank you once again to Maria for chatting with me. Thanks to Adora for your help with graphics. Thanks to Aral for your sound help. Go check out his website, guys. He is very good at his job. And thank you to you, dear listener. I hope you're keeping well. Until next time. Bye-bye.